1: Bonjour Mesdames et Messieurs, merci d'avoir patienté et bienvenue à la conférence téléphonique des résultats du premier trimestre 2021 de 5N+. Présentement, les lignes des participants sont en mode d'écoute seulement. Après la présentation, il y aura une période de questions et réponses. Pour poser une question, appuyez sur l'étoile et le 1 de votre clavier téléphonique. Et si vous avez besoin d'assistance, veuillez appuyer étoile 0 pour le téléphoniste. Je vais maintenant céder la parole à Richard Perron, chef de la direction financière. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for standing by, and welcome to the 5N Plus Inc. First Quarter 2021 Results Conference Call. At this time, note that all participants are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during this session, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone keypad. And if you require operator assistance, please press star 0. And I would like to turn the conference over to your speaker today, Richard Perron, Chief Financial Officer. Please go ahead, sir.
2: Bonjour à tous
3: et à tous. <clears throat> Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining our first quarter ended March 31, 2021 Financial Results Conference Call. We will begin with an overview of our business performance, review of our financial results, and strategy update, after which we will begin the question period. Joining me this morning is Arjan Roshan, our President and Chief Executive Officer. We issued yesterday our financial statements and we have posted a short presentation on the Investors section of our website. I would like to draw your attention to slide 2 of the presentation. Information in this presentation and remarks made by the speakers today will contain statements about expected future events and financial results that are forward-looking and, therefore, subject to risks and uncertainties. A description of the risk factors that may affect future results is contained in our management's discussion analysis available on our website in our public filings. The company is not aware of any significant changes to its risk factors previously disclosed. However, since January 2020, the outbreak of the coronavirus, COVID-19 and its declaration as a pandemic is still ongoing today, resulting in government worldwide enacting emergency measures to combat the spread of the virus. These measures have caused material disruption to businesses globally, resulting in an economic slowdown, the outbreak of the COVID-19. Should be considered a risk factor still ongoing today. In the analysis of our quarterly results, you will note that we use and discuss certain non IFRS measures, which definitions may differ from those used by other companies. For further information, please refer to our management discussion analysis. I would like to turn the conference to Arjan for the discussion on the business performance and quarter results. AJ.
4: Thank you, Richard. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Bonjour, madame and monsieur. This morning, I will uh, start with the analysis of the company's performance in the quarter. Richard will follow with financial analysis for the quarter. Before taking your questions, I will come back uh, one more time and highlight some strategic themes along with our priorities for the year. Our company's performance in Q1 2021 came with mixed results. Revenue and adjusted EBITDA were lower than the same period last year, while net earnings remained the same. Adjusted EBITDA for electronic materials was notably lower, while adjusted EBITDA for eco-friendly materials was notably higher as compared to the same period last year. Backlog, which is an indication of the strength of our order book, for electronic materials surged as compared to the same period last year and Q4 2020 backlog for eco-friendly materials remained nearly at the same level for those periods. So let's look at the performance of uh, electronic materials which was impacted by mainly two factors, two items. Item one. Late last year, 5 N Plus announced it had secured a series of multi-year contracts in renewable energy. These contracts are asymmetrically structured, meaning there are more revenue at the latter part of the contract. Also within these contracts, there are various pricing regimes and, and fixed pricing conditions. Given this, the company secured certain options as a measure of commodity risk protection, especially against contracts with fixed pricing. Such options allows 5M Plus to be more selective about the businesses the company accepts. In Q1 2021, as expected, volume and sales mix were less favorable than the same period last year. We expect this uh, this transitory trend to be with us for the next two to three quarters. I would discourage you to draw a direct correlation between customer capacity expansion announcements and short-term supplier sales performance. Such correlation at this juncture is not meaningful. To make sure there is no misunderstanding, the market is clearly growing. However, the timing of the growth announcements and the procurement events can be disjointed. Item two, last year nearly every quarter the company reported exceptional demand for its specialty semiconductor products despite challenges in the space sector. The demand for specialty semiconductors used in imaging applications was strong. The demand for medical imaging detectors was exceptionally strong, and this had little to do with COVID. Over the past several years, 5M Plus has been collaboratively developing a new generation of detector materials based on two six semiconductor compounds. 5M Plus has been utilizing various business models and collaboration structures to develop this material as the critical core for medical imaging applications based on photon counting detectors or PCD. This is a significant change to the current technology which has been in use for many years. We believe this area is ripe for change based on meaningful innovation, and it appears this sentiment has market support. The unique attributes of the PCD technology which our materials enable are significant reduction of radiation exposure to the patient and markedly enhanced diagnostic potential. After some years of development, in late 2019, we successfully fulfilled key project milestones essential for medical imaging devices based on PCD technology to undergo regulatory trials. This has prompted a notable player in this space and a customer of 5M Plus to adopt PCD into its product roadmap based on semiconductor products from 5M Plus. This decision has resulted in a significant buildup of medical imaging devices, which drove the demand for our products in 2020. Currently, the fleet is being completed and will undergo qualification and regulatory trials. We expect this process to take 24 to 36 months with mass production to follow upon success. We are already experiencing additional interest from other parties based on the success of this project. We are extremely pleased by our company's progress in this area and believe we are uniquely positioned to benefit from this technological shift. During the trial period, we expect the demand to be lumpy. This year, we expect a pullback. This being said, the interest in the technology is palpable and is gaining momentum beyond medical imaging and into other imaging applications, which I will cover a bit later. Now let's look at eco-friendly materials and its performance in Q1. This segment has been most exposed to the adverse impact of COVID. I am very proud of our people for the proactive management of the numerous challenges COVID has presented. Nearly all adverse impact due to COVID came from customer-related activities, including customer site closures. In Q1 2021, eco-friendly materials posted strong results with gross margin surging to record levels. A medley of recovery in customer activities and stellar performance of our own global operating activities were the main reason for the enhanced performance. Also, the mix of sales during the quarter favored products with higher margins. Over the past few years, 5M Plus has been moving segment eco-friendly materials away from products with high commodity exposures to those with more value-added activities. Let's discuss the earning guidance for the year. As you know, The acquisition of Azure Space is subject to the customary closing conditions, including regulatory approvals, which are ongoing. This introduces a timing variability with respect to the closing and financial consolidation of the two companies, which makes it more challenging to provide a guidance for 2021. Nevertheless, we felt obliged to remain consistent with past practices and provide a guidance, albeit with a larger variance than in in the past. Adjusted EBITDA for the year 2021 post-integration is estimated to be in the range of 25 to 30 million US dollars. Beside the uncertainty around the closure of the Azure deal, another key variable is tellurium pricing. Over the past months, tellurium notations have surged with little fundamental or sustained demand to support this trend. Market speculation and unusual practices in this space is creating locations, which are not sustainable. 5M Plus does not disclose details of how it procures consumable metals such as tellurium. Also, the company does not disclose how it prices its end products. However, it is worth mentioning that the company has built certain risk mitigation measures against metal-related volatility, especially against contracts with fixed pricing. One measure is to secure options on both procurement of the needed metals and sale of the end products containing these metals as consumables. Given the current speculative nature of the tellurium market and the unusual activity surrounding this commodity, we think tellurium notations are inflated. To that end, management may invoke certain risk mitigation measures to get ahead of this situation. Without getting into the details, one measure can be for 5M Plus to forego some of the previously mentioned options. To keep our choices open, we have decided to play it safe and include the adverse impact of this and other potential actions in the earning guidance of 2021. Should the situation improve, an upside can be expected. Excuse me. Let's talk about investments. Over the recent years, we have invested in operational optimization of our core businesses while also investing in organic growth initiatives. Furthermore, we have invested in environmental health, safety, and sustainability projects and successive share buyback programs or NCIB. We've achieved this totality and at the same time have been able to reduce the company's net debt to below $10 million. We've been able to achieve all of this because our core business is healthy and cash generating. In the first quarter of this year, 5 N Plus generated about $5 million of cash from operating activities. Also, certain customers and agency partners continue to demonstrate their trust in our product development projects and fund select activities. We expect additional contributions in 2021. For 2021 CapEx, or I should say for 2021, CapEx is expected to remain below the rate of depreciation. When you look at Five and Plus, you see a company with a core business, which is a source of financial stability. You also see a company with a portfolio of early stage businesses that can have notable future upside. And today, like many early stage businesses, come with performance fluctuations. Therefore, transient pullbacks, such as the one we're experiencing this year, is to be expected followed by a push upward. Over time, we expect a compelling upward trend. Over the past five years, we have demonstrated this on the earnings side. In the next five years, we expect to demonstrate this both on the earnings and revenue side. I admit this makes the quarterly earnings more challenging and the results lumpy. However, net-net, we believe it is is a worthwhile journey. As an example, just look at the return on capital employed as of Q1 2021. It is at 13.1%. This is above our cost of capital and certainly competitive. I'll now turn it over to Richard for financial review.
3: Good morning everyone, so as mentioned by AG, the quarter just completed is characterized by the announcement of two strategic growth initiatives, uh, a transformational acquisition in the field of specialty semiconductors, and a strategic investment to support our active pharmaceutical ingredients activities, setting the foundation of our ambition to become a unique advanced material technology company. From a more operational tactical perspective, the company maintained strong demand for its core businesses, achieving most of its short-term business objectives, as well as maintaining cash diligent, as managing cash diligently and operating expenses judiciously, ending the quarter once again with a solid balance sheet. However, results were impacted by a less favorable mix of products when compared to, the last, uh, to, uh, to last year under electronic materials with shortcomings affecting sensing and imaging, more precisely medical imaging revenue and gross margin, and to a lesser extent, renewable energy, only partially mitigated by eco-friendly materials completing a stellar quarter in terms of operating activities, resulting in significant improvement in the segment's margins. Nevertheless, the company substantially improved its backlog over the period, especially under electronic materials, and has been able to further reduce its net debt to $9.6 million positioning itself favorably with the renewed and expanded senior credit facility. During 2021, we will continue to invest in projects to support our ongoing transition towards our added value products, and that allows us to be more cost competitive. The company will engage into a path to realign its product offering to larger addressable markets, margin expansion, risk reduction, and simplification. Farm Plus is committed to grow its role as as a global material technology leader. So now starting with the coverage of revenue, gross margin adjusted EBITDA, in Q1 2021 revenue decreased by 6% compared to the same quarter of last year, impacted by a less favorable mix of products on the electronic materials segment, as well as sea freight logistic challenges affecting both segments, while gross margin reached 24.9% compared to 24.4% in Q1 of last year. In Q1 this year adjusted EBITDA was 6.3 million compared to 6.9 million in Q1 of last year, Moderately impacted by lower revenue and unfavorable product sales mix under electronic materials. Electronic materials segment adjusted bid in Q1 decreased by 1.5 million, representing an adjusted bid margin of 23%. Eco-friendly materials segment adjusted bidda in Q1 increased by 1% to 4.2 million, representing an adjusted bid margin of 15% compared to 10% in Q1 of last year. Now looking at the annualized backlog. backlog on March 31st represented 195 days of analyzed revenue, an increase of 6 days or 3% over the backlog of December, and 7 days versus Q1 of last year. Backlog for the electronic materials segment represented 261 days of annualized segment revenue, an increase of 37 days or 17% over the backlog of December. The backlog for the eco-friendly materials segment represented 150 days. Quickly going through the expenses, Depreciation amortization expenses in Q1 amounted to 2.6 million compared to 3.1 for the same period. This is similar to the level of Q4. SGN expenses in Q1 of this year were 5 million, similar to Q1 of last year. Share based compensation expense in Q1 amounted to 1.4 compared to 0.2 for the same period of 2020, reflecting the uh, scheduled vesting and long term incentive plans and the rise in the company's share price initiated at the end of 2020 till quarter end. Financial income in Q1 2020 amounted to $0.1 million compared to financial expenses of $1.3 million in Q1 of last year. The positive impact is mainly due to gain on foreign exchange and derivatives compared to a loss for the same period last year, while the interests on our long-term debt were at similar levels. The company reported earnings before income taxes of $2.4 million in Q1 of this year. Income tax expense in Q1 was $1.6 million, same level of Q1 2020. Both periods were impacted by different tax assets applicable in certain jurisdictions. Covering liquidity, cash generated by operating activities amounted to $5.8 million in Q1 of this year compared to $0.7 million in Q1 of last year. The increase is mainly due to the positive change in non-cash working capital in Q1 of this year. In Q1 of this year, cash in investing activities totaled $3.7 million compared to $2.3 million last year, mainly attributed to the acquisition of a minority equity stake in microbiome as well as the timing of additions to property plants and equipment. In Q1, cash use and financing activities amounted to 6.4 million compared to cash generated from financing activities of 3.8. The decrease of 10 million is explained by the reimbursement during a quarter of 5 million to the credit line, while in Q1 of last year, the company made a drawdown of 5 million. Now looking at growth and net debt, total debt decreased by 5 million and stood at 45 million compared to 50.1 million as of December, Following the reimbursement of $5 million to the credit facility, net debt after considering cash and cash equivalents went from 10.2 to $9.6 million at the end of the quarter. So, this will conclude the financial review. Let me turn back to AJ for a strategy update, after which, we will be taking questions from analysts. AJ?
4: Thanks, Richard. Uh, Let me come back on the topic of specialty semiconductors. Given how this market is developing, we believe 5N Plus is uniquely positioning itself with an ecosystem that is unmatched. Uh, Within this constellation, 5N Plus is poised to be the only company that can go from upstream procurement of critical elements all the way to transformation of these elements to specialty semiconductor-engineered substrates customized with Epitexi technology. With this broad set of capabilities within the critical uh, part of the specialty semiconductor value chain, 5M Plus will only become more valuable to its customers and agencies that are increasingly finding it difficult to have reliable access to exactly this value chain. We did not roll out of the bed one day and decide to go down this path. This intention has been a few years in the making with some planning, including investments in specialty semiconductors for space, medical imaging, infrared imaging, security applications, and more. Also investments in capacity and process technologies in Montreal for semiconductor compounds and St. George, Utah for engineered materials. Our uh, recent acquisition announcement is a clear expansion along this vector. Azure will provide us with a unique family of technologies based on Epitexi. This capability will allow 5N Plus to customize its engineered materials. It also enables the company to enter much larger markets and uh, uh, and, uh, sustainably or substantially, I should say, increase its TAM. By the way, uh, more is underway, and there will be additional important developments which will be announced in the near term. Suffice to say that we are expanding our business in specialty semiconductors and are aligning our value chain in concert with the needs of our customers and their future uh, growth trajectories. We will play our part to ensure competitive and sustainable supply of critical materials are available to our customers and related agencies. Before turning to QA, I would like to state the following important priorities for 2021. They're not in any particular order, with perhaps the exception of the first one. Um, number one, when 5M Plus engages a market, I should, I should start by saying when we engage a mar- market time and again, we've demonstrated that it can we can emerge as the market leader. Uh, we back this claim by highlighting our estimated market share of 45% within a, a TAM, total addressable market of 400 million. For us to grow further, it is essential to expand our TAM rather than to try to extract more market share from the existing market. This is why expansion of our company's TAM has become a critical milestone. We've stated that we will be utilizing M&A as a tool to support this goal. So far this year, we've, uh, uh, we've had two announcements in this direction. The acquisition of Azure Space is truly transformational for our company, as mentioned earlier. In the short term, Azure will enable TAM expansion through vertical integration within, within the space market. In the long term, Azure will open the much larger 3.5 specialty semiconductor market, including high power electronics, uh, electrical, electric mobility, wireless charging, advanced communications, security, and more. Successful completion of this deal and integration of Azure uh, with 5M Plus is a key management priority for 2021. Number two, also in 2021, uh, management will finalize a strategic review of businesses with higher commodity exposure and initiate the appropriate actions which position them for their best development path forward. We expect the completion of this project to take some time. Over the recent years, we have optimized these businesses And as demonstrated in Q1, they are performing well. The question is, uh, what is the best environment for these businesses to continue to grow and grow more rapidly? Number three, we will aim to further develop our business and supply chain for, for the family of two, six semiconductors. We continue to see increased interest for various applications based on these materials, most Uh, Specifically, we see increased interest in imaging applications. I've already uh, talked uh, plenty about medical imaging, uh, but we are seeing also increased interest from infrared applications and applications in uh, security industry. And number four, we will continue to scour the market for M&A opportunities in line with our strategic playbook. As an example, our company's global leadership in production of ultra-high purity compounds has ideally positioned it to play a, an enabling role in select segments within pharmaceutical compounds. Over the past years, we have invested in production and process technologies and have continued the organic development of this business. This said we believe this business is ripe for more MA activity, similar to the specialty semiconductor space. The current market valuations of the desired targets make this task a bit challenging. This being said, similar to specialty semiconductors, we will be prudent and patient, and will endeavor to find an elegant way to onboard a suitable target in a manner which can be strategically and financially justified. At this point, we're happy to take questions or any questions that you may have. Richard?
1: Thank yep. you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do have a question at this time, please press star followed by one on your touchtone phone. You will then hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request. And if you would like to withdraw your question, simply press star followed by two. And if you're using a your speakerphone, we do ask that you please lift a hands up before pressing any keys. Please go ahead and press star 1 now if you have a question. And your first question will be from Rupert Mair at National Bank. Please go ahead. $5,000.
2: Can you walk us through the impact of, of rising tellurium prices with a with a little more color? Wondering if you can talk more about the, the structure of your renewable energy contracts. Maybe how much of the business is on a, a tolling basis and how much how much flexibility do you have to uh, to forego forgo sales?
4: <clears throat> okay. I'll I'll try and <clears throat> excuse me, uh Richard, uh if I fall short somewhere, please help me. Um, it's a, it's a uh, pretty beefy question. Uh, so I'll start by saying that uh, we've said this before that the contracts are layered. So you've got uh, contracts that have toll elements in them, but you have contracts that uh, go from STEM to Stern. It's, it's a full contract. Uh, you have uh, also services associated with it. So as I mentioned, there are layers into this. Uh, but coming specifically to, to your question, um, uh, part of this entire uh, contract structure is based on fixed pricing to the customer. So um, you, you provide the, the, the products that the customer wants uh, with these contracts, with this group of contracts at a certain fixed price to them. And these could vary and they could also have a variability in that. Um uh, the reason why we have called uh, this particular thing out, th- there is, as, as you know, there's minor metals. There are times where there are speculation, ongoing speculation on things. Uh, in this case, the reason why we call this out is because um, when you look at the overall supply and demand of tellurium globally, really nothing has changed. Uh, uh, renewable energy continues to grow uh, that growth has been let's say forecasted. Uh the, the 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 production of of tellurium has grown as well. So there is no real shortage of tellurium. There is absolutely none. Uh and this is often the case in in these situations. But there are market speculation, there are some let's call them irregularities that are that are in the market that are quickly driving up these prices so now us having uh, this this exposure uh, in terms of meaning what meaning that you at some point your fixed co- contract to the customer uh, becomes uh, becomes less profitable or potentially not profitable we have protected we've, we've uh, protected these contracts by put, declaring options against some of them and so well having the option having the option to declare option on on them I guess is where I'm going and so what we're saying is if this continues, uh, we would certainly declare those options. Now, how much of this is as a total and, and breakdown? Uh, first of all, it's it's far too complex for me to remember it all, but anyhow, we would not, not really disclose that to the market as you can appreciate these are uh, very sensitive information and we, we didn't want everyone in the world to know about them. Richard, is there anything I'm missing there?
3: No, as you just said, it's a combination of products and services all of those have various timing of realization over the contract, and, and, and there are some clauses where we can pick the, the timing of realization. So, so in, a, in a period of rising metal prices, we may delay and push to later the realization of those sales in order to make more money. So, but I think that's,
4: that's actually – I knew there's a reason why I went to Richard. Uh, I, that's an excellent point, uh, which I forgot to mention. Uh, uh, you shouldn't assume that the sales event is lost necessarily, uh, you can assume that the sales event uh, gets delayed. That That's an important point.
2: So, what what's the risk here? If tellurium prices are up for a, a sustained period, um, is there any risk here? you're going to give up a sales opportunity and, and maybe your customer would need to replace you?
4: No, no, I wouldn't say that at all. I think the risk here is that We do this in in, in consultation, obviously, with the customer. There there are a couple of things. First of all, um, there aren't that many people. It's not like our customer has 50 people out there that they can go to. There's hardly uh, um, anybody. I would say there's actually nobody that has built the type of overall ecosystem around this material as what we have. Uh, That being said, um, we... Uh, are willing to accept certain amount of pain, and that's already, we've, we've reflected that in our numbers. Uh, but at some point, if it's sustained, uh, the number of opportunities, uh, or I should say, channels open up, renegotiation of contracts could be very much on the table. Um, and they're, 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 remember, this is not everything that we do. It's a certain portion of the activity Uh, but renegotiation could be on the table. I I strongly believe it's not going to sustain to that point. Uh, History shows it's never been able to sustain. I mean, even if you look back when they built the whole, um, uh, you know, Fania thing around this thing, after a while it popped. So I'm uh, I'm less uh, less concerned about, uh, by definition, I think it's not going to sustain because there's just really nothing to back it up.
2: Okay, great. Maybe just a couple of quick follow-ups, and I'll, I'll get back in the queue. So, how how long can you delay the sales before the situation gets a little more complicated, and, and you may need to look at renegotiation? And and can you let us know how much of a headwind is this to your guidance? What what have you baked in for uh, for twenty twenty one as a, as a worst case? Thank you.
4: Well, um, I, I think. I guess the way the question is being posed is as if we're like uh, delaying sales. We're not. We we've not reached that point. that Nothing has been delayed. This is a forward guidance. Uh, I I think we got to be very careful not to get our get, get ahead of ourselves here. Uh, we have not, as of now, we haven't delayed anything. Uh, this is just management being very proactive and saying, look, if this thing were to continue, continue, continue. Uh, we may just put a bit of a, uh, a, a, a pinprick into this 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 bubble or balloon that's that's getting inflated to just let some air out. Because remember, we are uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, purchasers of this stuff in the world. So what we do uh, should have some level of impact. Uh, so, right. um, and that's really going forward. There's nothing in the past uh richard any guidance regarding how much impact we've 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 put into this
3: no at this point no Uh,
4: there's yeah we we tend not to want to really get into the um dollars and cents uh i think for obvious reasons we're we're the only publicly traded company (laughs) in this space and and others are sort of watching
2: okay i guess uh, the message is that you, you can cool the market yourselves through your own uh, commercial activities if if it gets a little too hot.
4: Well, uh, look, uh, again, I, I, I'm not going to guarantee things, but what I can tell you is we are, uh, by some account the world's largest purchaser of this stuff for industrial use. Now, if uh, somebody wants to uh, just buy this stuff and warehouse them, uh okay they can do that if someone has that wallet um but in terms of industrial use we are the world's largest and so uh you know that would for us that means we should be able to have some level of impact and all we're doing here as a as a as a good uh, sustainable and, and and responsible company saying that you know uh for us, it's about these metals being somewhat stable actually we're industrial players we need them to be uh you know to serve the best interests of the market, our customers and everybody uh we need to to make sure that uh that it's it's stabilized to the best uh ability uh that we have and so uh, you know we would use our leverage here to to certainly cool it down a bit okay, great thank you
1: thank you. Next question will be from Frédéric Tremblay at Desjardins, please go ahead.
4: Thank you. Good morning. Good morning.
0: Um, my first question on the uh, electronic materials backlog, which was up uh, meaningfully, um, just wondering if you could comment on what drove that increase, which end markets were, were beneficial there, and maybe your thoughts on the margin profile of that uh like new business that you added, is it similar to the Q1 margins or more similar to last year?
4: Um, I'll start, and then Richard, you can uh, you can maybe augment um, on the as I mentioned uh, to the earlier caller. Um, the as we um, look to our our uh, backlog, looking forward, let's say twelve months, uh, the. For example, the renewable energy business is a business that we said is asymmetrical, right? And we have not really done anything in terms of uh, foregoing any options. So as I said earlier, those are all sort of been baked in there, but not yet really uh, fully materialized. Uh, On top of that, we've got uh, contributions from specialty semiconductor, what we're certainly seeing is, uh, uh, is, is is a strong push for for space. Um, it, this is a This is a market that historically has well it's a cyclic market over the past I would say uh, seven years. It's been in the down cycle, uh, at least based on what we hear from the market, customers, agencies, what have you it's uh, it's beginning to go into its up cycle. And so the order books are are quite strong there. Now we all know that uh, space also comes with delays. Uh, That's just part and parcel for that business. So so that is uh, somewhat, not fully, but somewhat has been incorporated. Uh, Richard, anything to add to that? Uh,
3: Exactly, as part of uh, the backlog, we do have uh, an increase coming from other areas than renewable energy, uh, explaining the additional days of sales there. Um, and from a margin perspective, uh, if I get I got your question right, uh, going forward, electronic materials is expected to do better than Q1, uh, independent of tellurium going up or down. In, in either scenario, we expect electronic materials to perform better in terms of adjusted uh, EBITDA forward.
0: Okay, thanks for that. Um, I wanted to ask about tellurium, but maybe from Azure's perspective, can you remind us if they have any exposure to? The your headwinds that you're facing at five and plus, and none, I guess more broadly, not sorry,
4: none, not no. whatsoever.
0: Perfect. Um, Azure is
4: a three mainly. A, I'm sorry uh, for interrupting. Azure is oh, mainly sorry. a play on three five semiconductor materials and and germanium. Uh, uh, n- almost nothing in two six. Perfect.
0: And then um, I guess the the follow up to that question from me was. Um, can you then speak to their, I guess, typical contract structures? Do they have a meaningful uh, fixed price component to their to their business?
4: Well, a, a, as you know, Azure provides uh, the, the majority of their business is providing solar cells for space. Uh, indeed, they have unit price, which uh, which uh, assumes fixed pricing. And also remember, by the time you get to the solar space, uh, the, the the content of metal it becomes much less, much smaller as compared to your selling price, and that's exactly the type of uh, business um, uh, model that we're we're more and more going towards to businesses where metal is a much smaller portion of that. Um, so no, they uh, they they you know it's it's a product price it's it's based on uh you know uh market value uh, and metal is is you know comes along with it which is a smaller portion of it
3: yeah price,
6: price. discussions will be around pricing and volume and not metal per se Good.
0: thanks for taking the questions
1: sure thank you next question will be from Michael Glenn at Raymond James please go ahead
6: hey good morning um just going back to the tellurium sister situation can you just clarify exactly like what is the competitive situation on the product involved um i mean if if the customer isn't purchasing it from five m plus where I guess they need it so where are they getting the product from
4: okay um so this is exactly why I made some of the comments i made uh you, um the procurement Activity for these materials and the need, the, the market need, should not be assumed that they're they're like um, subsequent events. Um, without getting into too much detail, you should assume that people that look, uh, the minor metals are very critical for a number of growing industries and a lot of good companies that or also our customers, have learned that in order to be able to manage their risk, uh, you know, going to a JIT model just in time inventory is not the best place. Um, and you need to have some protection. Uh, and so uh, there are inventories that have been built all along the way. That's why we think the market is inflated, because when you look at the overall demand of of, of the metal, and then you look at how much is being out there, just in metal form, and then you put all the inventories in the supply chain together, and all the way to the customer, uh, the market is flush. It's 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 full. It's there's there's quite a bit. So um, so uh, uh, one should not assume that if we walk away from an option, that option is going to be uh, at the benefit of somebody else it's it's not the case in fact, uh, as I mentioned earlier actually uh, Richard pointed to it that what's going to most likely happen is that option is probably going to go get rolled into the back of the contract so that you can exercise it at a different time. so it's more of a timing of revenue recognition uh, because the market is is flooded with this stuff in different in different buckets. It's just that, uh, at the metal side of it, uh, a dislocation is being created based on hyper, I would say, speculation.
6: So, so is it, is it, can we work with an assumption that your, that your customer has enough inventory on hand themselves to Absolutely. mitigate any Okay. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and do you have any inventory on tellurium right now?
4: Um, let me just say that we all protect ourselves. I again, uh, I uh, w- we want to be responsible to 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 point something that is coming up to our certainly shareholders. But I don't want to get into tactical signaling of what we have, what we don't have. I don't want my uh, the very people that are inflating the market to know exactly what. I'm holding in my hand. We're playing a little bit of a poker game here. Uh, So uh, you can just, I think you should just assume that we are all comfortable in terms of what we have. And that uh, while yes, as a publicly traded company, I have to come in front of you and tell you that I might forego certain recognition, uh, revenue recognition events. I'm not concerned about being replaced. I'm not concerned about losing demand. I'm not concerned about any of that
6: okay and and just you know outside of this particular business are there any like what are what are some of the other large um uses of of tellurium out there
4: well tellurium is uh is uh is a is a very uh um, it's part of the family of two six very effective in imaging applications it's effective as you know, in solar applications, it's affected in sensing and, and uh, security applications. there are usages of it elsewhere um, and and uh, but 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 the the single largest use of it comes from solar so if you look at it, it's like a, a large bar chart, and then there is a whole bunch of little charts that follow has a rooster tail to it. Uh, and that large bar chart is renewable and then there's a whole bunch of other applications that comes out of it. Tellurium is used in in steel industry and in, in, in various things in, in uh in paste and in, in different things. And so um uh there are other applications of it.
6: Okay. Um so and and then for the guidance, uh is Azure, I don't know if you're able to break out an amount, but do you have an incremental contribution on EBITDA uh, embedded in that 25 to 30 million from Azure?
4: So, we, uh, um, when we were sitting down, we thought, well, what, what should we do to provide the most visibility uh, uh, for for our investors, yet at the same time, um, you know, make sure it's credible. As you know, there are variable, you know, there's a timing in terms of when the deal closes. And then it's space business, which means, the way the demand comes it comes in in jolts it's it's not like uh, when you look at azure's business at least in our due diligence it's not a uh, continuous revenue you know week over week month over month you get spurts of revenue because you you do lump shipments you do batch shipments their order books are or quite full, actually. Uh, And that's why, again, we made a comment about space business being in the upswing because it seems that that the order books are quite strong. Uh, But we have that variability in terms of, hey, when does the deal close? And by the time it closes, what is gonna be the remaining of the year in terms of revenue and recognition? How many of those spurts are we gonna see, right? So that was one variability. And then you've got everything else as as, as 5M Plus itself. We decided, at first you know we decided if you're going to go give you one um one number that we don't then come and break it down into its components because honestly there's a bit of uh, uh there's a bit of sort of judgment call on some of these things and if you get into granular level i wouldn't be able to necessarily rationalize it all the way but it's a judgment call we've protected for uh, uh, a little bit of delay on 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 the on the uh, closure. We've protected for a bit, little bit of lumpiness, and we've protected for tellurium in this case, and that's really how we rolled it up into the guidance that we provided you.
3: The the range is is the outcome of four or five scenarios put together.
6: Okay, and and may, may one last one for me. Can you just is there anything related to um, other? metals say bismuth. Uh, I think the price is rising there as well. Maybe just comment, yes. is that something that could have an impact on your margins through the balance of the year?
4: So uh, we would have probably made the same comment there because uh, when it comes to bismuth and tellurium, we are the largest purchasers of these metals worldwide, um, at least certainly for industrial application. Again, I, I have to clarify that because someone can always come and trade, but industrial application. And so, and you're right, you're very, uh, you know, correct in in what you said, bismuth has had been rising quite a bit. Uh, That too, in in our view was uh, speculative, because if you look at the demand, the actual demand, um, we don't see more than, let's say, three percent growth in that. Uh, And so, so it, it didn't make sense for it to just jump to that level. Um, and But it has retracted. The reason why we have not really come out and called that out is we have, it's been, it's been coming down. We think it's actually, uh, as, as we said, it's not, these things aren't sustainable. They usually come down. Now, in terms of um, benefit, look, um, we've said this before when prices go up, there is some benefit for us, certainly in business. That being said that benefit has become less and less why because we um, we um, essentially do a physical hedge so we close the position i don't want to get too technical but we close the position so there's really you lock in your margin you don't then you don't benefit from if the metal goes up and you don't get hurt if the metal goes down so We've been able to do that there, and so uh, as it goes up, there is some benefit. It's not like it was five years ago, um, uh, but but uh, uh, but as as you can see, it's coming down. Your question, your subsequent question is what? what why can't you do probably this on tellurium? The difference is because with tellurium, uh, the volumes that we're speaking are much much larger in terms of. Uh, the actual volumes that are being traded and so you don't want to bid against yourself you still try to do physical hedging as best as you can but you don't uh in in something that is even less thinly traded you don't you know to go and do that you don't want to uh uh, falsely uh, inflate prices i don't know if that makes sense but uh yeah
6: okay uh does that answer your question Uh, I'll I'll probably have some follow-ups on it, but we can take it offline.
1: Thank you. Next question will be from Mac Whale at Cormark. Please go ahead.
0: Hi, uh, AJ. I just wanted to um, talk a little bit about the Delirium again. Um, Just so that we're clear, in the Q1, the effect it was essentially on margin. There was no curtailment on your side on shipping because you didn't. Uh, you didn't like the margins,
6: exactly. In, in, in
0: Q1,
4: there is no curtailment on shipment. Uh, there is no forego foregoing of yeah. the options. Everything was served as it should have been served. Uh, yeah. Okay. But but uh, so- remember, with with asymmetrical volume, meaning uh, lower vol- uh lower revenue in 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 certainly Q1. Okay and so um, sorry I'm
0: just sort of thinking uh, through the question it the it, it, when i first read it it sounded as if you were sort of playing hardball saying look you know this fixed price this is a problem with fixed price um we're starting to see it and that you were really sort of playing hardball with the customer but the more you talk about it it sounds more like your Align with the customer. Um, Is that fair? Is this a is it more of a standoff between like between your customer and you, or is it your customer and you against this sort of speculation that you perceive is going on?
4: Okay, Uh, so so allow me to to this is going to be a little bit of a longer answer because I got to set the table. In order for these industries to develop we our customer base believes that there needs to be efficient and adequate access to the very raw material that you need to build these industries and the path forward is is making sure that you know these things are going to increase in in notations but obviously there needs to be market demand behind it not speculative or 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 let's say irregular demands behind it. um and so I think it is very well understood among industrial players and uh, uh, that th- that that when when situations like this happen, because we've learned now a few things right I mean, if you look back to the Fania experience, we've all learned that when these things go way up uh, while a lot of people make money, we could make money out of this uh, It's not a sustainable situation at the end of the day, it hurts the industry so More and more, the community of of, of companies that are responsible in this space that want to see more and more uh, technologies uh, continue to develop, they try to proactively manage the supply chain. Uh, Us being a notable player in this space, we've got to play our parts. And so uh, the moves that we are making is well understood uh, by our customers because they're the ones who essentially have agreed To the mechanism of the contracts which enables us to make these moves because we all believe that in order for this industry to continue to grow at the rate it's growing uh, you want to make sure market forces are in play not artificial forces so indeed this is not a uh this is this is not a, a controversial move uh this is not something that our customer would like uh, be surprised, or it's, it's. In fact, they they probably would look at it. My guess is they would look at it and say, "Yep, this is this is the responsible way of dealing with the situation," uh, and uh, and work with us on that because ultimately they realize that uh, it's for the benefit of the industry as a whole and the consumers. So no, there there is no let's say controversial issue around it. And I'll, again, I'll say that uh, the proof is in the pudding is in the fact that these options are now uh, features of these
0: contracts, which allows us, in, and they're, they're there for exactly such times. Okay. Uh, thanks for that detail. Um, just a couple other questions. Does the epitaxy technology you're getting from Azure does that have application in the medical imaging side, or are those sensors, there's no epitaxy that occurs in them?
4: So uh, I've got a, uh, I'll give you an answer, but I probably have to uh, think about it later a little bit more. But to the best of my uh, everything we're doing with uh, epitexy and with Azure is going to be in the family of 3.5. Uh, there are sensors in 3.5 that goes into medical applications, but it's um, just, just uh, thinking top of my head, I can't think of imaging. Uh, I'm sure some some smart guy later on will remind me there was but but not that I can call. Uh okay. so no, there, the the Epitaxy, the Epitaxy as I said is more in the field of uh, electrification, high power electronics, communication and so on, security yeah. and those types. Of things.
0: Okay. Um and then lastly on powders, can you give us there was a lot of activity in in from the downstream in those powders? I know that the downstream electronics industry is dealing with other issues than, than going to, say, next generation. Um, they're just trying to get the, the current generation out the door uh, timely. Has that How has that played into the adoption on the powder side for some of the applications that maybe a year or 18 months ago were, were getting evaluated and seemed to be really ready, poised to take off? Is there a change there going on?
4: Well, um, I'll, I'll... I'll answer what I think you're asking me. If not, then please clarify. On the uh, our powders now are basically they're going they're they're targeted for two markets, right? There's the microelectronics. Uh, that work um, has gone forward. I would say has made uh, notable progresses because we're now in uh, in you know 5G phones and some some notable with, we're with some notable players in that space. Um uh, the the COVID thing impacted us because when you're new to these markets you you really your 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 scientists have to be sitting with your customers and working shoulder to shoulder and while okay zoom and all that is great but it's that whole certification qualification was slow but that that, that is progressing okay and and uh, we were like nobody in that space a few years back and now we're like with some really major uh players in their devices uh, so that's that's continuing to develop on this uh, on the 3D printing or additive manufacturing. Um, what we're doing is we are uh, it's it's a it's a vast 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 market uh, and what we're doing we believe we need to be focused and so we're really putting a lot of uh, uh, of our efforts on, on a couple, only a couple of different alloys because we believe a we have a distinct. Uh, source of advantage there, and secondly, uh, uh, we believe that uh, that that, that uh, the market is is really yearning for it and so that work is also going it's uh, in its preliminary stages we're we're going through qualifications with customers as you know we only launched that uh, initiative i don't know uh, eight months ago so it's it's quite young uh, all of this is to say that Uh, I would say at this point, these aren't activities that are EBITDA generating, but uh, uh, we think if we continue this, that that picture will change uh, in the next, I would say, 12 to 24 months.
0: Okay. Uh, And then my last question is just, you talked about, you you mentioned that the backlog in electronics is strong, but isn't that just because the revenues down, I mean, the bookings don't look particularly strong? Or, or is, are you looking at the is there something about the bookings and more granular level that is making you very optimistic on it?
3: it's It's the combination. it's the mix and the backlog, the combination of the time of realization that is personally good for electronic materials. Okay,
0: and that backlog just remind me how the renewable how you recognize in that the renewable energy portion under these new contracts like that's assuming <laughs> does that reflect the latest quotation on tellurium for instance
3: the uh, the way it works is the um it's always on a 12-month forward-looking basis okay and and it takes the most recent uh notation level okay
1: okay great thanks guys thank you as a reminder ladies and gentlemen if you do have any questions Please press star followed by one on your touchdown phone. And the next question is from Nick Agostino at Laurentian Bank. Please go ahead.
5: Uh, yes. Uh, good morning. I guess two questions for me. Uh, first, obviously, we saw a little bit of a, a logistics uh, headwind in uh, in Q1, and then you, you obviously talked about the uh, evaluation exercise on the medical imaging side. Just wondering, as we sit here through the middle of Q2 is there anything else from a covid perspective or any any headwinds that may have you know popped up uh, you know year to date when it comes to either deferred contracts that you haven't called out or even a delay in other segments of the business
2: um
4: on the medical imaging i think uh, uh i think we've yeah that that's already incorporated into our guidance uh, uh just to make it clear uh it is with this specific uh potential customer that has decided to take like big leaps in this area and 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 really go down this path but we also as i said in my in my text that um um, that we we are also pursuing this path with others and we actually uh there is there's another market if you will of pcd that we're supporting maybe not exactly at that particular product level but still within that supply chain, we're still involved. Uh, and that is uh, continuing to grow as well. So, so that's also included. Uh, on the COVID side, uh, look, um, when, when you look at COVID, it was, it was a big hit to uh, eco-friendly materials. We actually have seen a bounce back. That has improved. And then the, the issues we do have indeed is with logistics, sea freight, especially Richard, you know, even more about that as you're dealing with it on a daily basis. You want to comment?
3: Exactly. COVID hurt us, uh, especially under eco-friendly H two of last year. Q1, you, you can see we've done well. Uh, at this point in time, logistics remains a challenge. Availability of, of 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 ship, uh, ships and and uh, containers and else. Uh, but at this point, I, I don't think we can declare that there's there's a, something very specific to COVID impacting Q2.
5: And then my, my second question, uh, AJ, I think you said earlier, obviously, the, the whole metals dependency review on the business, uh, specifically industrials and technical, you said it's going to be a lengthy review, but I, I thought I also heard you say that those two pieces of business performed rather well, or at least that that segment performed rather well in Q1. I'm just wondering, assuming that I heard correctly, does your observations over the last couple of months, are they changing maybe your thoughts about outright selling those businesses or or is that completely uh, still on the table
4: so so so
5: you're correct to point out
4: uh, that uh, that the performance of eco-friendly materials has uh, clearly uh, been good and that that uh, uh, in, in, in me uh, acknowledging that I think what you should assume is the following: is that uh, we are we remain resolute about our strategic direction. Uh, we are more and more not a company that uh, likes commodity, uh, the risk that commodity exposure brings. We are more and more a company that likes to build products uh, and 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 really. Uh, uh, Collect rent, if I can call it that, based on the value that we create in, in developing unique and and, and differentiating products. And so, if 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 we remain to that trajectory, which which we are, um, we long term we have to find a different environment for those businesses that today we still have that have high use of commodities in them. Uh, and and the reason is simple. Uh, these are good businesses. We have spent uh, the past five years optimizing them. They, they are providing good returns, um, but in the future of 5N may not be the best place for them to grow. Now, what it also says is because they are performing well, I am in no rush to make some of these decisions. That's, I think, the way you should uh, look at this. So, so indeed, they are, they are healthy businesses, Within their own world, they're probably the most competitive ones you can find. Uh, uh, Unfortunately, more and more, uh, the environment we're creating in 5M Plus isn't the best place for a commodity-based business to grow. Uh, So long-term, yes, something different needs to potentially happen. And lastly, because they are very healthy, we're in no rush uh to do anything about it we we will make the right decision we'll be patient and uh and make sure that they'll continue to thrive so the, i guess a long answer to your short question is no there is no change in our thinking we're still consistent with what we said okay great thank you that's it
1: thank you next is a follow-up for michael glenn please go ahead
6: Hey, I think uh, you mentioned this in an earlier question. I just missed it, but what what is the what is is there a repricing mechanism at all on the tellurium uh to think about and can you just clarify with that uh
4: we we didn't really say anything about that um what we said is that because there is uh certainly enough material all along the supply chain um if we were to forego certain options it would not create a disruptive event causing someone to have to go somewhere else to purchase uh, these materials. Uh, Then the question was what if this thing sustained and was for a long time the speculation continued and we said usually when those things happen then there is anyhow the opportunity to have adjustment in the pricing such that and then we would be able to exercise those options, but we're not there. I think we're actually far from there right now um, and, and yeah, that's as much as I can say about that
6: and you know not not to belabor the point at all, but um, in the contract that you have negotiated right now the the tellurium assumption that's embedded in that contract it's a it's the same price throughout the duration of the contract
4: no no it's uh, uh again in, in because of the uh the nature of these materials we tend to have uh, uh layered pricing uh, okay. i wouldn't tell you that we're, we would sell everything at one price completely no that that, that wouldn't be the case there are different pricing for because uh, remember, it's it's not a it is not a homogeneous product either, right? It, it, they come in different formats and different things, so uh, it is it is there are different pricings and uh, yeah.
2: Okay. Thanks.
1: Thank you. And at this time, gentlemen, we have no further questions. Please proceed.
3: Okay. Well, we would like to thank everyone for attending this morning's call. Have a nice day to all.
1: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this does indeed conclude your conference call for today. Once again, thank you for attending. And at this time, we do ask that you please disconnect your lines. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories,
0: and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.